Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Horror Podcast. My name is Matt. I'm Butch. And I'm Jordy Paul. Welcome to episode 106. And have we got an episode for you? We will be reviewing Rob Savage's new movie, Dashcam. We will be talking about Stranger Things Season 4 again. Matt and uh, Paul's going to gush over that one. And also, we will be reviewing our movie from the vault is... Cellar Dweller. Something dwells in the cellar. That's my little horny devil thing voice. Do you like it? it (laughs) (laughs) How we doing, boys? What's been going on? Matt, what have you been going on for the last couple of weeks? Anything exciting? Um, not massively, mate. Um, I haven't really been watching. Oh, actually, I've started watching The Boys. Uh, not really too horror, but fuck me, there's some gory shit going on in that. <laughs> I'm telling you now. Obviously, uh, how many episodes are you in? I've only done two. So, so you've seen you've seen the scene. The scene, yeah. The scene. Uh, Termite Man. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I was like, are they? No way. They are. They've done it. As soon as he sneezed, uh, the first time I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> Apparently it's going to get worse, you know, from all the cast and crew. They've been coming out in interviews saying that you haven't seen nothing yet. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that as well. Oh, I've, heard tomorrow, I've heard tomorrow's episode is just like fucking nuts. So I'm, I'm fucking on that. I'm... Yeah. And other than that, I've, I've obviously been um, watching Obi-Wan like you guys. Um, obviously consuming our lives. Uh, with oh Star Wars. Still over it. <laughs> I, I think I might cry. I, I, I don't cry at a lot of stuff on like, like media, like films and stuff. But oh my god, it got me right in the feels. Yeah, oh. all, my, all my bitching and moaning of the start, like oh my god, this isn't canon. How are they going to make this canon? I was fucking <laughs> right in the feels on that last episode. Right in the feels. Yeah, very good. What What about you guys? What have you been up to? Yeah, I'll, I'll go. Uh, so I've watched a couple of interesting things. Um, I watched the uh, new. Well, it's, it's actually, I think it's number one now on Netflix. Um, just dropped last this week. I think it was Chris Hemsworth' latest movie on Netflix called Spiderhead. Fucking random, so random. It stars that. Um, oh, what's his name? Miles Teller as well. Fucking batshit. I mean, it's nice to see Hemsworth in a role that's not just him wielding a hammer or a gun or something like that. I mean, we know the boy can act from like Rush and stuff like that. So this is a good role. Um, it's, it's very, again, I'll say it's very Black Mirror, um, in its approach. Um, but there are some, and it's all about sort of drugged, I want to just say drug testing. And that's, um, again, and there's sort of weird, and there's some inmates involved. That's all I want to say, because honestly, it's one to go and watch. It's, uh, it's really, really interesting. So I don't know if you boys have seen it yet, or, no? I've seen it on there, so yeah. I added it to my list, but. Oh. It's definitely number one for a reason. Um, and Matt, <laughs> I got around to, just dropped this week on Shudder, uh, Slumber Party Massacre, the, the, uh, the new. Oh, the remake? Yeah. What did you um, think? <laughs> I, I don't know it's not what I expected um, from what you remember what you told me but like um, honestly it was it was weird and it was kind of again batshit weird breath of fresh air kind of went all over the shot some weird twists and turns but it wasn't like nothing to really shout home about it started I, off really well I thought yeah 
I liked I just the, went the way they sort of turned it on to the boys and stuff being more in the slumber party. And it, yeah. it's like it, t- it does a heel turn stuff and mm. it, it nods to the original loads. And even the guy in it, he looks very similar. Um, but then, then it just goes downhill with the plot and. Ah, oh, it's campy as hell. Like the first one, he got you know, but it's he's. It does just absolutely take the piss of itself of what the yeah. movie was. It's so it it really does. They and even get they even get the uh, guitar axe from like apparently from the second one. I've right. not seen the second one. And that's why that guy gets out that guitar from the cupboard and goes, "Oh, check this out," because I think that's used as a weapon in the in the second, if I believe right. Right, it's, 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 not worth, it's worth a watch though, right? Yeah, defo, hundred percent. Um. I watched, uh, I've watched all of uh, Umbrella Academy drop this week, uh, season three, and I'm sorry, but that is, um, might be overtaking my life for the next couple of weeks. I might have to a few rewatches. That is possibly the best season of, that they've, that, that they've done so far. It's fucking ridiculous. Uh, the action sequence in it and the, the emotion and, and the, the way it goes, the way they dealt with, um, Elliot Page as well is so heartbreaking. It's, it's, it's fucking awesome. It really, really is. Um, I, I absolutely loved it, and I don't know if they're going to do a season four, but this was the best one so far for me. There we go. Cool. I've watched it. I think I've watched about two episodes of that first season. I yeah, I've I've watched the first two. I thought the first one was amazing. The second one I thought dragged a bit, to be honest. But uh, yeah, it's again, it's on my list to watch. So I'll definitely definitely be checking that out. Uh. So me, <laughs> well, I started off watching uh, Tremors. That was on the other <laughs> night. So it's one of the films whenever it's on, I'll just watch it. And yeah, obviously, he's reviewed it on the pod, and it's one of my favorite ever films. So I love it. Yeah, I enjoyed that. And then uh, new stuff. So um, shout out to my friend Colm who gave me access to his Arrow uh, app and his Arrow streaming service. So I went on there and see if there's any any juicy goodness. And uh, I watched the film called The Righteous. Which was you probably I, I've never heard of, but it's uh, a quite a nice little indie film uh, from t- 2021, and it's all shot in black and white, and it's tiny cast, and it's about uh, basically an ex-priest and his missus who are dealing with the loss of their child, and a mysterious stranger happens upon their door, uh, injured and needs help, and then it goes off into some sort of Izzy an angel or is he the devil or is he a demon and he's sort of wrecking their lives and heads a bit and don't really want to spoil it because if you just want to watch it but it was, I actually really enjoyed it it was really cool so I've not heard of that I'll have to sit down and have a look yeah um, The Righteous it's called so um, and then I started watching um, I don't want to give too much away because it might be a future review so I started watching that Mad God on uh, Shudder which is Phil Tippett who did all the stop motion for Star Wars and Jurassic Park um, and all I'll say is it's fucking mental. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, I did I did describe it to Matt and Paul as what was it Nightmare Before Christmas meets Rob Zombie. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm sold on just that. <laughs> yeah, thought you'd like that. Two of yeah, my it, biggest favourite things, man. It sounds like it's made for me. <laughs> it's just it's not a film. It's an experience. So it's, I definitely implore you to go and watch it. And I, I haven't seen it all yet. I, I stopped it halfway through. Is it very like, long? Is it very long movie? Or? Yeah, it's about an hour, hour and a half. I think it's not yeah, it's it, crazy, it, it, but it's just a lot to take. It's just a lot. You'll understand it when you watch it. But yeah, so. it run it runtime's eighty three minutes. Eighty three minutes is it? Oh yeah. well, 
Uh, yeah, so uh, definitely worth. I'm going to pick it up this week, but uh, like I said, you'll you'll understand. It's more of an experience than. A and what what was that on, Paul? Shudder. Uh, Shudder. It's on Shudder. Shudder, yeah. So so that was it really, apart from the the other two we we watched. So cool. Quite a week. Should we get on some uh, news? Oh, yeah, go, yeah, go on then. I'll take it from here, shall I? Oh. I mean, talking about, talking about Shudder, a couple of things uh, I've just noticed that have dropped onto the streaming site. Sea Fever, which we've uh, reviewed in the past. <laughs> it's definitely worth going and watch that one. I, I own that. <laughs> I bought it. Because I was like, I'll give it a punt. It's all right. Uh, it's all right. Um, and uh, We Summon the Darkness with Alexander D'Addario is also... Mm, not so all right. Johnny Knoxville, you know. Mm. <laughs> so much potential. Anyway. I think if you go back on the pod, pod we slated that. <laughs> go check these bad boys out. Get on Shudder. Get involved. Um, okay. So, Shudder. <laughs> um, I've watched a couple of trailers. Um, first one I'll talk about is one called The Smile. Um, it's whew, a new movie from Parker Finn, and it's just about I don't know, like this psychologist. This psychologist sort of sees a, a patient and some weird shit. It's very reminiscent of Ring. I would I would suggest. Um, it's not like Smiley, like the old Smiley film. I don't even remember that, but it's but it's like got some weird sort of ring moments where you see stuff something might happen in a couple of days you smile when you die almost like that countdown it's going to be that sort of horror ilk but the trailer's batshit man and it does look really fucking good and um, that the way they ended the bloody trailer was fantastic <laughs> so yeah definitely uh definitely go and check the trailer out and see if it whets your appetite that'll be out um i think september time so one to pick up later and uh volume two of stranger things four uh the fucking dropped and i literally peed my pants when i watched this i i just i just literally wanted to fast forward two weeks i don't want to see it i don't want to see it i'm not watching it either (laughs) i just want to leave everything fresh you can do that but i mean i've watched it like five times already and i just like i don't know what the i mean i'm just like yeah i'm weeping out of my uh yeah it's it's like literally i've seen so many people dive into so many different theories and then one of them's going to be right and i just don't read them anymore do you know what I, I mean? i'm not going into the theories I'll, 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 I'll watch the goddamn trailer because the, the trailer always gets me in the fucking feels so really milking that running up the hill aren't they i mean i got to number one as well well yeah it makes me think what's what's going to be in a what song is going to be in the next couple of ones you know what i mean i will every, every everybody's um even dissecting like pictures of people playing guitars and what fret notes they're playing and loads of people going oh it's got to be Iron Maiden uh Iron Maiden and stuff like that and so I don't know but they were on about like um (laughs) this is so dumb all right I did read one theory because it just looks so dumb that it was worth it was worth like reading um it was like about the the name Roof the the couple of the characters uh, mentioned the name Roof and then they went oh and also Running up the hill by Kate Bush spells a roof. I'm like, oh, fucking bunch of fuck off. If that if that is a thing, I'm gonna punch all those fans in the face. But there you go. That's all. That's that's. I just thought it was ridiculous. Kate Bush has made 1.3 million off that. You know, in yeah. what four weeks? <laughs> I've heard she's making uh, like a million a week now. Yeah. She gets 100. percent She's 100 percent of the, yeah. the profits, which is fucking great because it should do. That, that's where it should be done. So. 
keep I am starting to get a bit annoyed. I might listen to it again right now to give us some more money. Oh, God. <laughs> like, TikTok and stuff, it's just literally every other fucking video. I've added it to my, wed- my wedding list. So. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's what it's, it'd be like run, being married to Butcher, running up a hill. I'm only joking, Paul. Who wants to go next, then? Well, uh, me. Oh, you go. Doctor Strange just <laughs> dropped on Disney Plus. Dropped yesterday, which I thought was ridiculously quick. Yeah, well, do you know something? It really annoys me because I went to the bloody cinema last week and watched it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I didn't pay for it, but that was free, so you know. Yeah, but I'm not going to tell Mister Doust, Serb- Serbian Sai. Um, <laughs> did you see? And this is the I love this when they 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 these things drop on the streaming. You started seeing all the the poor stills and stuff like that. So that's all I want to do. Is I want to dive into that. Um, uh, Mr. Mr. Fantastic scene again. I want to watch him unravel. <laughs> yeah, I, it was good the second time round though, because it was like there's so much other stuff that I missed the first time round, like little things, like you know when they're going through, um, kind of when <clears throat> they're going through to see the bad Doctor Strange and everything suspended in the air and stuff. Um, there's there's like um there's a car, yellow car, Cadillac car in the back and it's Uncle Ben's car from Spider Man. Which was I thought was a pretty pretty good little touch. Yeah man, that's rad. But yeah. A lot of little things like that, but yeah, it's cool. Yeah. So yeah, I've got two other trailers really I watched. So one was called Gone in the Night with uh mm-hmm. starring Winona Ryder. Um and uh a couple of lesser known uh known major but uh basically a couple go and book a cabin in the woods um and when they get there there's already a young couple staying there and then the basically in the middle of the night the boy disappears and they think they've broke up but apparently there's something else sinister going on so that looks interesting uh and then the tra- I mentioned this film a few weeks, a few a few episodes ago. Uh, the Kevin Bacon film from uh, the Blumhouse one called They Stroke Them, about the conversion camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a little mini trailer drop for that, and it's it's actually going to be on Peacock, the Sky streaming service. That's where it's coming on, which is a bit random. What um, would it be over here then? Sky, just normal Sky. Sky, well, Sky, yeah, Peacocks. Okay, I don't know. is it over there? Peacocks in Ireland, so I don't know. I don't think we've got that over here, people. Butch. No peacocks in England, no. Yeah, it's just the sky. Peacocks. You, if you've got <laughs> sky, you, <laughs> if you've got sky, I think you just get it. But yeah, so that's dropped. But it's actually a slasher film. Oh mate, I'm all over that. So yeah, that looks actually decent. So um, yeah, cool. And that was it. I'd obviously watched the smile trailer, so uh, as well. But you stole that part, so yeah, cool. That was me. Sweet. Well, I've only got one bit of news, but it's a pretty big piece of news. Jason Blum has made it clear many times over the years that he would love to bring Nightmare on Arm Street and Friday the 13th franchises into the Blumhouse family. So, apparently, he's in talks uh, about another Nightmare on Arm Street. He's bidding on the property, and he wants to get Robert England back for one last Freddy show, which would be fucking insane. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they, just that decide, they just need to decide what they're going to do. Are they going to are they going to reboot it? Are they going to just have another Nightmare on Elm Street? No, it needs to be another Nightmare on Elm Street, doesn't it? With Robert England in it. 
Well, it's just the same. It's, we've talked about this for the last fucking four years, I think. And they pulled the same thing about talking about a, a new Friday the 13th. Fucking just do it. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's not that straightforward, is it? It's the rights and everything like that. But I'm, I'm, I want to see that. I want to see Robert England come back for one oh, last yeah. show. Oh, yeah. But, you know, apparently he's not. He's already made it clear that he's, he's not that interested. But yet he'll go around cons and dress up and have makeup like Freddy. Come on. Yeah, I'm sure if the checkbook opens, he'll, he'll be back. Yeah, come on. I, I want to see that. I want to see that right away. Cool. Nice one. Right, let's uh, get on to our main review. Hi, I'm Annie Hardy, and you're watching Van Car. Another day in paradise. Hello? Listen, I just need you to take my friend somewhere nearby. This is Angela, her and I, taking a trip. <laughs> Did you find me? Shit. Okay, this episode's main review is a movie called Dash Cam, directed by uh, last year's fucking hit uh, movie um, host. Uh, it's called Dash Cam. Uh, two friends embark on a horror fueled road trip and live stream the most terrifying night of their lives. Uh, starring um, Annie Hardy as Annie Hardy and Amir Chadda Patel as Stretch. Um, fuck me. Right. Uh, where do we go to first? Uh, Matt, Matt, hit me. Hit me with your rhythm stick. Yeah, interesting. I was a bit, I was a bit put off at the start. I didn't know where to look because. Obviously, we meet kind of like the main character, if you will. Um, what's her name? Angela. Annie. Annie. Sorry, not Angela. Annie. Annie Angela. It's really annoying that they call two people A. Angela, Angela, Angela. Annie. Like, like, God, you could play a drinking game with this film. If they, every time they say either of those names, you've got a drink. You would be wankered by the end. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, I was a bit, I was kind of a little bit like, I was trying to read because obviously initially it's obviously she does a live stream where she does a band in her car. She plays, she raps and plays a little bit of music while she's driving around in her car. It's her own kind of um, streaming site, right? Yeah, she's sort of like a bit of an anarchist by the sounds of things, and she's yeah, um, she's, she's very very um, near the bone, isn't she? She's like she's a a Trump she's supporter. An, she's an no, annoying character, which is really yeah. interesting. Considering that's how what I'm... I thought. Um, so you're introduced to her, but obviously it's shot from everything's shot from the perspective of you watching this streaming service. And I'm just, I was at the start, I was just trying to read every little comment in the side box, and I was like, I, I've got to stop reading I, these comments. That's the same thing with me. I mean, um. Throughout this movie, the way it takes us, where it takes us and stuff like that, there is a uh, comment section on the left-hand side, which you're just kind of uh, transfixed by. Now, I've bought this movie um, instead of renting it, so I feel, like, I feel like I'm going to watch it again and just literally watch the comments for the whole sod. Mate, I, I read a lot of the comments, and some of them were fucking hilarious. Yeah. Absolutely hilarious, some bits. But it, it sort of takes... takes. Um, I mean... I mean 
Okay, Paul, what was your initial thoughts? My initial thoughts was she was the biggest fucking bell end I've ever seen on a movie screen. That's that's my initial thoughts. I I, I got this yeah. I'd, literally for the first 15 minutes I wanted to throw I was watching it on my phone so I rented it and I just wanted to throw my phone through the window and I, I really did she really got under my skin but like in a, in a, in a bad way did, um, she, did she win you over eventually? no <laughs> I, 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 so I think she started the film at Bellend and she finished the film at Bellend I kind of agree with what you're saying um, totally because it's just like when you follow a character it's really strange that they picked this route of picking someone that was so annoyingly annoying, like not just the way she is, the way she acts around people, the way she acts to people and her beliefs. I mean, you know, her beliefs are her beliefs. I'm not going to tell people how what they should believe in and what they shouldn't. But it's really weird that they picked this sort of character to almost be our lead, I would say. It's almost like the other character, her friend, is kind of like, I would have thought they kind of got, would have gone with him more and have her more of a side character. Because you want to you wanna love the, the main character, don't you? You want to go on a journey with them and root for them. But I don't think they've gone down that route for this. This is where I, I agree with you. And then I would say this, for me, is the exception to the rule because she's a prick and she's a bellend. Yet I loved watching her through this movie being... Uh, shafted, taunted, uh, like I love watching the the bits and bobs that she went through because it was sort of like I don't, I, I, I didn't, I didn't know if I wanted to sort of survive or not. I don't know if it was that, but I fucking loved watching her journey and what she went through. It fucking captivated me in terms of what was happening around her. Um, and even though she was a twat, I'm like, she sold it in her silly, in her in her abrupt demeanor. It sort of. It, she wasn't the typical like final girl, although she seemed kind of maybe terrified at some stages. She was also just kind of like her own still brash bellend self to the things that were going on around her. And I kind of liked that they didn't defer from that and turn her into like a wuss. I don't know. I kind of liked it. In fact, I fucking I, re- I loved it. <laughs> quick question on her as a person: Is do you think she is? I haven't done any digging on this. Is she actually like? A kind of does she do that sort of thing for real, or is she just an actor that they've just self named, or is I she actually? I, I haven't read it, but I think actually she is a like a, a, like a blogger. I think that yeah. she does that type of stuff, like that. She does like the, the poetry and the songs and stuff. I think she actually does that. Yeah, I, I thought. I, I don't thought know she... if the views and all that are the same. Yeah, because it's really it's really curious for a for a like a really curious direction to take it like and she's not even an anti-hero she doesn't really she's there's nothing really heroic there it's just she just yeah she just brings everyone into her circle just destroys them all essentially <laughs> it's yeah. it's really weird like really it's such a weird thing to do and I, to be honest it's it's a bit of a i had a bit of a problem with this film on that because i spent the entire film wanting her to die which is really strange. And even at the end, I was a bit like, you, you've learned nothing from this experience. You're still going to be a twat. It's almost like I'm right. And at the end of this film, I've been right all the way through this film and I'll survive whatever. And then at the end, it's like, I survived. I'm still a twat. I'm st-, you know what I mean? I still love Donald Trump, all this type of stuff. <laughs> I just, honestly, it, it really annoyed us. <laughs> and yeah. you know what? For such a, 
like the host was such an incredible film, right? Such an incredible film, and I had something really played on the paranoia and negativity of COVID. And to do this, it's a really weird direction. It's like the opposite. You can have someone on the other end of the spectrum who actually is brass as balls and actually doesn't really give a shit about anything apart from herself. Because, like, I'm not being funny. You've got some weird rituals as a, as a kid, but the first thing you do is sort of essentially break into your best mate's house and then spit in your hand and slap him across the face. Yeah, I don't know, but I fucking loved her. In, <laughs> in the same, in the you same... would. I knew this was going to happen. In the same way, I fucking loved her. For, for, I don't agree with anything that she was fucking saying or doing. I think she was, like I said, a total bellum. But I just loved following her and listening to her stupid fucking that, That's the whole it, thing, isn't it? That's yeah. why people follow those sort of people. It's tragic. They love that shit online. They follow, A bit like that film Spree, where it reminded me a lot like Spree. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, but I don't... I know really I don't think you copied it, but it, it, it definitely gives you that kind of, like... Yeah, it, she's an unlikable character, and I don't, I like Paul. Um, I don't think you're supposed to like her. No, I, I, I know that. I just think it's a bit of a. It was a just strange direction to it, and maybe it's yeah. that was the like the reason why. Well, I understand because I'm a bit on the fence. I'm about fifty-fifty between you and Paul, uh, you and Butch, really, because it's just like I really didn't like her, but like Butch said, I was captivated about what the fuck was she going to do next, and and she just doesn't like you said. She doesn't care. She's she's got on a plane. Um, in the in the kind of mists of COVID, and she's gone to England, which I thought was quite funny because I thought it was going to be an American-based film, uh, being a Blumhouse property as well. But yeah, she goes to England, and then obviously she finds her England friend breaks into his house pretty much, and then yeah, and then it's really nasty to his girlfriend, uh, and 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 she just starts destroying his life, <laughs> which well, is like his job is yeah. like. So obviously she get she she has a disagreement. She basically calls what is his missus a Nazi, doesn't she? Does she call him a, a Nazi? Yeah. Well, she yeah. says she's an and bitch or something. So his missus like has a go and they have like a domestic outside and she's like sitting there going, "What's my fate going to be?" Essentially taking the piss out of them, just like not really bothered that you've just sabotaged their life a bit, and then steals his fucking car. Fair play, and you know they're going to ignore her and his phone. And his phone, and then decides, do you know what? That's not enough. What I'll do is I'll fuck his job up as well. <laughs> like it, it really annoyed me. She's like just, she's just living, you know. Just I just doing what she doing what she wants to do. Fuck I yeah, sets out to do that in 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 a, in a kind of weird way. I think it's there. She's there to annoy. She's there to make you think. Oh, she's so annoying. What she's doing is wrong. Her all her beliefs are wrong. She's really nasty to her supposed friend, and yeah. But but you know, like, that that uh, for me created a bit of a plot hole with the right she's nasty doesn't give a shit about anyone gonna do her own thing why the fuck are you taking a doing someone a favor then mm-hmm. i just think she it's not about that i think she just likes doing what she wants to do yeah and that's no, and that's why i think i associate with because I, I didn't mind that i like the fact that she just she did I, remind I, me a bit yeah no like, actually <laughs> she had no direct she just went through and just like did stuff that like made made her happy and the whole like Obviously, the way this movie goes, with you know, we're talking about the the antics at the start, but this fucking movie takes an absolute twist and a curveball. And I guess we get introduced to um, this character Angela, who is a is got a fucking mouth sewed up, 
And it's either she's an alien or a weird possess, or, or she's possessed with whatever the fuck. Well, I mean, when she's meet her, you don't know her mouth sewn up because she's wearing a mask, isn't she? Yeah, and I thought that was just, quite clever. She's just, to- she just told, like, by some random woman, you've got to take her, you've got to take her to this address. This was where the plot was a little bit wishy-washy for me, where it's like, you've got to take her to this address. And she's like, no, no fucking way, no fucking way. And then she goes, oh, what about I give you a, load of, a shitload of money? And obviously, then it cha- she changed her mind, and it's just like... Mm-hmm. It's a bit weird. Yeah, I didn't mind that. I didn't mind that at all. Um, I just that's I thought there, like Rob Savage's raw approach to it all and stuff. It's just why not? It doesn't really make no sense. But I'm going to do it anyway. And oh, no, I know, it wasn't the fact that it didn't make no sense. I didn't mind. It was just the fact that how, like Paul said, how she changed her mind when she doesn't really help anybody. She's like she's essentially just fucking around on the run with a stolen car and then she's just going to take this person to an address that she doesn't even know who is and, and it looks like she's fucking got COVID yeah I think we're, um, yeah and it is weird in the times I think the reason why uh, Gemma um, got pissed off with Annie is she coming wearing a Trump hat didn't she I think that was what one of the I don't know okay. just like that well, I think she, she scared the shit out of them when they woke them off and they were like throwing things at her because I yeah. think they thought she was a burglar no, she she called her, didn't she? She said something, and then she overheard her, and then they had a little bit of a, like a girly fight. Weird. Um, so let's talk about Angela. Enough about Annie. She there was a lot of controversy around this movie. Not controversy, but a lot of people I heard like walk out and stuff like that. Now I'm guessing it has something to do with the fact that in this the 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 poor lady at the back um like shut herself in the car. Don't that's, that's what I think. It possibly. I I had a hard time trying to find out what that bit was. I don't know whether it's the fact of that or the fact of, of, of kind of like some of the controversial stuff that's said, maybe the conversations between um, Annie and Stretch, that a couple of those were very, very political. But I don't think it was that. I think you're right. I think it was the shit yourself scene because it was pretty gross. Yeah. It was it was proper gross, like the the depth. And I mean, if someone shit themselves in the back, even if it's not my car, you know, I I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't really think I'm going to try and clean. Am I going to help clean her up? I mean, I, I'm, am I responsible for this person? I don't know. That was fucking. It was it was a bit like whoa. Okay, you went. But this is where this is where that's, Annie that's, becomes all caring, and she 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 doesn't give a shit about anybody, but she'll wipe the shit off of some random stranger's fucking ass. I just think she's a bit of a crusty, a bit of a hippie, you know. She's like with the world's smallest tissue. <laughs> yeah, that fucking shit was Then that. we get introduced to Crazy Black Lady with a shotgun. What the fuck was that? So, right, in the grand schemes of the movie, that was her mum, right? But, like, is she. No, no. That was her daughter. Huh? So, this, so this no, is. No, the right, thing. no, no. The, the no, one. The mum was chasing. The mum was the one with the shotgun. Yeah, An- Angela was the daughter. The yeah, Angela was the daughter. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Angela's the daughter. Yeah. Spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah. Was, they were having a, like a proper little fight, weren't they? Or were they getting picked up and thrown by Angela? Is that what was happening? Angela, was actually, so, yeah. Angela slammed her essentially mother against her. Yeah. Oh, oh, the the kitchen wasn't it in the kitchen? Or because the, they yeah. take Angela in to get cleaned up, don't they? And then this woman just comes out of nowhere and starts trying to attack Annie. Yeah. But we lose Annie for parts of this movie as well, and it starts. It, 
and it goes on to stretch as well because Annie fucking, you know, is just out there to save herself most of the time. So she just fucking runs away, <laughs> then comes back and all sorts of weird shit. So it's quite interesting. Um, but there were some interesting bits in the comment around this. Like I, I had to mention this. Um, one of the comments called her a trampire. I thought that was quite <laughs> funny. There's loads of names. It's just like... And it's then, really and funny because I actually made a conscious decision not to read any of the comments because I was like, this is going to absolutely destroy my head if I try and watch The annoying thing, there, there's, there's a couple of people in that chat was like, every fucking time they were like in the woods or somewhere, it was like, they were like, there's someone behind you. And then I was looking behind them, trying to spot somebody behind them. And they're like, there's someone out there. They're going to... But it's just like some of the comments are just so funny. They're just like slagging off Annie. They're like, she's, she's like, I wish I'd just written some of them down because it's wrote, hilarious. Yeah, I mean, I, I wrote down um, a couple of. Uh... <laughs> I love her. She makes me laugh. A couple of uh, names. What they call? What do you call them? Tag names or something? Handles. Like Handles. Uh, thank you. One was, uh, one of my particular favourites was Eat My Can Cunt. Um, that's quite cool. Jason Slaps Freddy was another one. <laughs> and there was one on there called Holler Tie West. I, I saw that Holler Tie West. <laughs> I did see that one, yeah. That's quite cool. But, um, yeah, getting back to the mo- actual movie, there's some, we, we get to learn that there's something weird that's going on with Angela. We don't, she's like paranormal. I thought she was an alien. I don't know if she was possessed. Or what the fuck? But she is moving unusually fast. There's some good. There are some good scares in this, and and I, I was I was fixated on what the fuck was going to happen next. I was very interested. Um, From when Angela sort of they, they sort of discover her mouth being sewed shut, and they're all freaking out a bit, and then she starts trying to like bite everybody and becomes a bit of a bit of a zombie and it all just it doesn't let up it doesn't let up at all for the rest of the film it's, no. yeah, it's full on it's like high octane man it's like there is a lot of um <clears throat> chasing fighting lots of fast camera movement running away um a lot but some of the effects in this was is fucking brilliant some of the effects were absolutely brilliant who, who did the effects matt I know who did the effects. <laughs> it's Dan Martin, of course, who've had on the pod before. Yeah, man. And so that was quite cool. And special effects obviously did that for Host as well, some some of the special effects, but more so, I'd say, in this. Some of them are just fucking cool. The needle in the foot. Oh, oh, oh. God, that's horrible. Yeah, that was, uh, that was something. Like, they, didn't, they didn't really uh, say much about it. I was like, oh, my God, I'd be freaking out. Mm. Like, like mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, like the needle, like, yeah, he's definitely got AIDS. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the locations they used were cool as well, but the crash chaos, I suppose, was like, oh, fucking that come out of nowhere. crash was I, fucking, this was the bit that I was like, whoa. I mean, th- this could have been the controversial bit, because, I mean, you know, we've seen a lot of deaths in horror movies and thrillers and stuff like that, but this is pretty innovative, like, with with what happened, because it was just fucking full on. The bit, can I just say, just the bit leading up to the crash. Yeah. The, the one bit I was really, really, really impressed with is, you know, when she she thinks she's left Angela behind, and all of a sudden you can see, obviously, the ref, like the red light is shining back on Angela running yeah. behind the car. 
gradually that was, catch le- up. that was later on. That was, was later on. That's as towards this, the end. Yeah, that's towards the end. That's right. fucking crazy, that bit. Yeah. And then I just thought the camera did this brilliant thing where she's obviously in the car at the back, and then she comes through the little, uh, little armrest, yeah, but yeah. it moves just as she comes through. Yeah. And then you're like, uh, what the hell? Yeah. Where is she? Because she just jumped out straight away. So sorry, I'm a bit ahead of myself. But yeah, yeah. the crash. Running ahead of yourself, there, mate. Running up the hill. Well, um, there's an awesome little cheap, cheap. Uh, I love a good cheap scare as well. That but just, just before you go on to cheap scare, just want to talk about that crash again. The fact that that not only is it a crash, they're newlyweds, which kind of gives it and gives you another kick in the balls. You're like, oh my god, they've literally just got married. And I'm not sure if I saw right or not, but triple threat. I'm pretty sure when she opens the door, the bride is actually pregnant as well. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, my fucking God. Yeah. That was a little cheap scare, though, with the airbag popping. Oh, God, yeah. 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 It'd be jumped that, definitely. I thought that, that was a fucking crazy-ass bit, man. And, but, um, and obviously, um, then Angela's mum pops up again with her fucking shotgun. And this is where it goes batshit yet again. Yeah. Stretch gets run over. They get she gets Annie gets bitten. There's shooting everywhere. She's running like it's Blair Witch projects and stuff like that. And then oh my god, this bit was awesome. The arm, the yeah. arm break. Yeah, on the steering wheel. Fuck it, absolutely out. brilliant. That's probably going to be in one of my top um, ten fucking craziest gory moments of this year. Mm. It was fucking really well done. I felt it. I felt it. Yeah. <laughs> And then she pulls her fucking mum's head off. <laughs> it's still, and it's like, what the fuck? And then we're in like some kind of weird ass fun fair, like old abandoned fun fair amusement park or something like that, right? With little, mm-hmm. and Annie's yeah. like, we think Annie's pretty much dead, but she's still somehow hanging on. God knows how, because I thought, I thought that's it, she's dead. But this is, this is the weird bit. I'm like, Stretch finds Stretch is still alive at this point after being beat the fuck up with one shoe, needle in his foot, fucking run over, God knows what, finds her and thinks she's dead or whatever, I don't know what she is, but decides to gob in his hand and slap her to wake her up. That was so random. So random. I like that touch. And then she gets angry with him and storms off. I'd be like a bit more like, I'm a bit worried, I think we should run away and find some police or something. Stretch is a bit stupid though. Mm. Like, finding Angela. Ten foot up in a tree. Yeah. And decided yeah. to climb up together. <laughs> that that was like, a bit random. There is some down, random bits. Isn't it? If you're coming down, I'm going to throw a stone at you to try and get you down, or you can jump, but I ain't climbing a tree. And what happens? Oh, branch snaps and he knocks himself out. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, then there's like a weird bit, like, so that she's got her in the car, she's fighting with her in the car, but then she managed to overpower. No one else has. And she ties her up with a seatbelt, somehow, which we don't you, see. You jumped a whole massive bit there, Butch. The House of Mirrors. No, you've got, we've got in the House of Mirrors, and then obviously Stretch gets fucking absolutely decimated, torn oh, to shreds. Yeah. Um, and, and Annie somehow gets, I can't remember how she gets away in the end, but she's running through the woods. And then she, then she finds a house in the middle of nowhere. Literally, a really, I mean, again, the location scan on this is top notch. Yeah, fucking right. This house is quality. It's just like a really strange house in the middle of nowhere. But 
before before no, he no, no. finds the house because that's where we get introduced to the cult, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But before that, she the car goes in the lake, doesn't it? That's yeah. the end. Yeah. yeah. No, that's not that's not the end, is it? Yeah, that's the, that's the end. That's after. All oh, right. So okay. Oh no, I think you're right. It's you're not right. before my. No, it's not right. before because I think it's before she runs to the house. Yeah, because she has this little, right. little fight. Yeah, and somehow she ties her up in the Yeah, car. and then she sort of gets the car underneath and swims out, and then you saw a creepy bit in the background of her. Yeah, just yeah, that was very reminiscent of horse though. You know where they they got lifted above the swimming pool. There was a couple of bits like that a bit where the trees where she's hovering in as well behind them in the car. Because I did think, is this the same? Demon? Mm. Or mm. monster? Or are they connected slightly? I don't this, know. This is the thing. So this is this is where we get to the cult. Everyone shoots themselves. Brilliant. Um, that was weird. Slits their throats with knives. Yeah. All right. And then like, okay, then she's fighting a fucking, a weird semen demon. Like Demogorgon. A fu- like a fucking, like a fucking merman. Well, no, this, this is the about. thing. This is the thing that comes out of Angela, isn't it? Yeah. This is it splits out of her body because she basically again another fantastic fucking scene where she shoves the knife through her mouth and through her head, which was fucking insane. And then this fucking weird ass kind of fucking alien or demon thing comes out, and that's yeah. And she ends up killing it eventually with a fucking shoe or something. A shoe. I don't know what the fuck she was beating. Building with a shoe. Who throws a shoe? Drops, I thought it was quite, again, quite a good idea. She drops the car on it, which is on, she jumps in the car and she's like, you've got to be kidding me because there's no wheels on it, which was good. Oh yeah, there's some fucking great little moments. Touch. And some of the things I found that random things she says when she's running away, it's like, fuck my ass, fuck my ass, fuck my ass. And oh she, yeah. She's like, come in my face, come in my face. It's like yeah. Tourette's or something. I lo- that's why I think I I started I really did fall in love with that character in a way because it was just it was you know for me it was like me just like saying random shit just it comes anything that comes in your head that just comes out um, and there was some nice little touches during this last little fighting scene I think one of the, the comments said um, you've got red on you yeah I saw <laughs> that yeah which I thought was quite cool and there was a little Trump bobblehead in one of the cars as well. And she just, that's what I mean, she's been chased by this fucking alien, she decides to just stop and ping the bubble head with her finger. I'm like, some bits, I'm just thinking, it took me out, I was like, that's, 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 um, that's kind of not, um, I don't know. What was, what was that supposed to say? Was that supposed to say, well, tr- trust in Trump and we'll be alright? I don't know, but this, it doesn't matter what it's trying to say politically. No, I know, I know, I just, it's just an, insa- it's an insane, insane ride that we're taking on through this movie again i think they absolutely smashed it out of the park um i think the writing from jed shepherd and stuff like that, and the direction from rob savage i think the two of them are making a really good team in a quite not not a niche area you know we got like the the things that came before them there's some nods to blair witch and you know paranormal activity and the, the sort of found footage movies but they're doing it so well and so modern and it's working can i ask you a couple of questions just to clear them off so right at the end obviously she's escaped and she's sort of like oh and then she does this little like double cough and the film finishes essentially do you think that she is now possessed with this demon thing 
No, I think she's got COVID. <laughs> that, mate, I didn't think like that, but that would have been the best ending of that film ever if she got bloody COVID. She should have had an antigen test up there. Um, did, did you watch? And then the, the other thing is, on. do you think, right, and this might just be me being a, a dick, but do you not think that he relied on the same scare? Right at the end, right, there was the same scare, or like towards the end of the film, it was the same like double take scare. You know, nothing there, nothing there. Oh shit, there's something there. It, it must have happened about five or six times in the last 20 minutes of the film, and it just started to rub on us and go, this, is, this isn't this is as scary anymore, because I, I know when the fight's going to come. I don't know. For me, no. it was, I didn't mind the action. I think it, may, I, 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 it still gets me, those sorts of things. They're still designed to get me, for, and they really do. But I know for others that they don't, but it works. it works on me. They, they could keep doing that the paranormal activity every fucking time it just fucking it works <laughs> but then I mean the, the end secret the end credits that fucking the, she wrapped the whole the whole oh. cast yeah, I turned it off it's <laughs> funny though some of the stuff is funny yeah, I couldn't funny. handle it anymore honestly I turned it off I was like I'm not listening to this anymore so he didn't like it. I watched it all and again. It was fucking quality. I've watched it all. I did watch it all. It's quite good. Funny. But it's, um, it's good, man. I, I really fucking enjoyed this movie. I don't know if you can tell. I just, I fucking, I did watch this. I, I enjoyed this as much as I did host. I think, like, I thought it was a um, really good progressive way forward. And I think, um, I, I'd like maybe they, to see what else they can do. Because obviously we've, we are getting out of COVID. We have got a bit, but they are keeping these condensing, condensed, movies and doing them reckon very well but there will be a way a, a time that maybe it moves on but who knows there's you know it's it's low budget horror actually. i think they definitely they've definitely nailed found footage haven't they? it's just literally like i wonder if they'll move away from that or just keep mm. going with it i would like them i would like them to move away from it because i mean i mean this you can say it's low budget it was low budget but host was low low budget mm. so i enjoyed i say i enjoyed host more because i think it was a, it's a one-off gem that is absolutely amazing. However, I did really enjoy this. I really, really did. And I really liked the set pieces. I loved the acting. I thought it was fantastic. I loved the, the effects were absolutely out of this world. I think they've done a fucking amazing job from where they've come from. You know, Blumhouse backed them and gave them some money for it. And they ramped up the effects more than hosts, which was great. And I think they pushed the boundaries as well with, with, with kind of, you know, themes running throughout. However, I do want to. I do really, really want to see them do something def- different next. I don't. I don't think they should stick on the found footage kind of thing. I get it. It's because their ideas are so fucking awesome, and you just kind yeah. of. What I kind of. I, I like. I want to see. Oh, this is going to sound bad. I kind of want to see it a little bit cleaned up, I guess, and like see their sort of storytelling, but with the with it being scary, and I, you know, just with because. It's their it's maniac. It's a maniac way, but you know it's something different. It is something different. It's it's a story that's been told, but in a different way. And I fucking liked it. Um, yeah, and I want to I want to move on. So I want to I want to rate this bad boy. So let's go to Paul first. Well, I he's gonna I think he's gonna vehemently disagree with me on this one. But I, uh, I it it honestly, guys, it pissed me off. It's a really, and it still it is now still pissing us off. As much as I can appreciate the effects and appreciate some of the scares and stuff, the the protagonist of the film just I couldn't get over her. 
honestly, I don't know why. She really annoyed me to the point where I wasn't like thinking, oh, yeah, this is meant to be like this. I was just purely really wishing I to just, just piss off. Um, so I'll, I don't know. I, it, I don't know. I'll, I'm going to give it a six. I'm going to give it a seven out of ten. Is that an honest? If you want, be honest. It was going to get a six, but I'm thinking of the the like I said when I talk about the effects and what they've done, and and actually I don't want to poo poo the the director and writer because I loved Horse so much, and I think they've definitely got some great ideas, and I don't want to poo poo too much. Probably is my own personal sort of problem with the. See, if I listen to that, I want to go and see it because of what you just said. That may because I knew that like you know it annoyed you. I want to go and see it more. Well, uh, hey, yeah, cool. I understand that. Yeah. People should see it because, like I said, it's definitely a film that needs to be seen and make your own mind up. But yeah, definitely annoyed the shit out of us. So seven out of ten. So so far for me, this is movie of the year. Ten out of ten, big time for me. I am what I was fucking absolutely hooked, hooked on it. So I, and I love the special effects. I love the story. I love where she went. I love that she was an annoying little fuck, and she was gobshite. <laughs> I absolutely love that. And yeah, it's it, for me. It's it's contender for movie of the year for me already. So there you go. That's how I felt about it. <laughs> Matt, <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, I, I hope I hope this goes um, to some streaming sites and gets watched, some eyes on it because at the moment it's obviously it's just rent rental and that's it. And it's got small cinema release, obviously in some cinemas. Whilst watching it, it did give me vibes of of loads of other movies that i've seen like you know wreck and stuff like that and it, it really really kind of paid homage to those films and they they obviously all they've all got horror chops and they all know their horror and the three writers that did it you know rob savage jed shepherd and Gemma hurley that did host were fantastic loved the effects and everything and i and i really really liked the film i loved the titles title screen as well i didn't even talk about that just dash cam and massive huge old school kind of i love that take i love those ones that take up the whole screen um and the music was cool as well like uh uh, throughout the film i thought was quite good i really really liked it probably not as much as butch and i didn't dislike it as much as you paul however i think i'm gonna have to give it an eight definitely it's not it's not my movie of the year it's definitely up there it's probably my top five movies of the year um, I thoroughly enjoyed it though. Cool. I don't know where that fucking maths is on that one. Seven, eight, uh, seven, eight, and ten. That's about an eight, eight and a half, I reckon. Eight and a half, eight, eight, eight and a half out of ten overall for drawing. Either way, it's a fucking wicked film. Go watch <laughs> it. Yeah, defo, defo. Go and make your own mind up. Right, on to next episode's movie. We are going to the cinema and we're going to watch Ethan Hawke in the Black Phone. Come on, I've heard this is Matt says it's got a little bit of um, hype around it, so. Lots of marketing on this one, and we've been waiting a while, so well, let's go and fucking see it. <laughs> I, I only found out today it's actually based on a Joe Hill book, Stephen King's son. Wrote the oh, book. Is it? Oh, so, okay. yeah. Billy Bonus. Billy Bonus. <laughs> Should we move on? To us, something to scream about. What do you want from me? Why don't you run from me? What are you wondering? What do you know? Why aren't you scared of me? Why do you care for me? When we all fall asleep, where do we go? 
Okay, so last week we brought you a very quick and very excitable Mr. Paul Butcher uh, on the Strange <laughs> Things episodes. Uh, so we did one of four last week on a recap, and now we are into the nitty gritty, the end game part one of Stranger Things season four of episode five, six, and seven. So um, I'll just do a quick one for number five. So the synopsis. Uh, Owens takes Elle to Nevada, where she's forced to confront her past, while the Hawkins kids comb a crumbling house for clues, and Vecna claims another victim. The bastard. Over to you, Paul Butcher. <laughs> <laughs> well, episode five. Um, dreamy. I mean, you know, this is where they, they, they catch up to Eddie. Um, oh, I'm, I'm loving it. I started to love Eddie more and more, more and more and more. But and I'm sure everyone else is as well. But yeah, like poor. Oh, what was his name? Don't even remember the guy's name. Who got who got killed? Just Basketball gets, player number three. <laughs> yeah, and he just like gets killed in the middle of the fucking lake. Jesus, that was something. Um, do they end up in the upside down in this episode? They do, don't they? At the end of this episode, they go. They swim to the bottom of the lake. And he get, Steve gets dragged down. Steve swims to the bottom of the lake. Yeah, to uh, to have a look, because um, they're trying to find Eddie. They he's at a fucking. This one centers around the. Nope. This has got the story with um, what's her face, Dustin's girl. They go and visit her house. Get the location. Yeah. <laughs> So you've got yeah, so you've got the strands coming together, haven't you? So you've got uh, Dustin's girlfriend. You find her house, which is some sort of like feral youth club. <laughs> what is going on in that house? You've got children just doing whatever they want, but then quite a strict dad who won't, won't let Dustin's girlfriend do what she wants. It's a bit weird. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Dustin basically they sort of communicate, don't they, through. Was that the next episode? Oh my god, I forgot. I you finally get forward there, boys. Oh yeah, yeah. No, sorry. They work out that don't they have a theory there? There's gates, so they work out that Vecna's coming through different portals from the upside down. They work out that he's got different places, and then obviously uh, they're drawn to the lake. That's towards the end of the the episode. Then Steve swims down and gets sucked through the upside down, and then I had generally thought he was. Upshift Creek, basically. <laughs> Cause well, this is the start of the Nina Project, isn't it? So this is called the Nina Project. This is where like, L um, is being introduced to all the, all the trying to get her powers back, and she, you know, meets Papa, and she ain't fucking happy. And then you get this, the, you know, the weird um, flashbacks, flashbacks, and stuff like that, which was cool. That's cool. And then you get you still got Joyce and uh, Murray trying to get to um, Hopper. Um, Hopper's escaped in season in the end of episode four, but in this one he's recaptured. He is fucked. <laughs> yeah, with his Russian guard friend, who's who's been captured with him with as a traitor. Yeah. And then we get on to chapter six, which this one was the dive. The dive. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So behind the iron curtain, a risky rescue mission gets underway. The California crew seeks help from a hacker, and then Steve takes one for the team. So this is this is what we just talked about. So all the stuff that I thought happened in the in the fifth is happening in the sixth one. Okay, so I don't really know what happened in the uh, fifth. So one. the fifth one, sorry, just to go about the fifth one. They go to the kids go to a house. They go to Victor Creel's house, don't they? Yeah, house. A creepy house. Cool. Yeah, they're looking for clues uh, as if to 
I suppose they're trying to find a. Well, they're trying to find a way to. Well, yeah, they're trying to find a way to solve Vecner or wondering, trying to get the the juice on Vecner and um because obviously you find out in Victor Crail's backstory that he they had a house and uh the family basically became possessed by a demon and the demon killed the family um and yeah so they go to that house to sort of find clues on him they think that's where he's sort of coming from mm-hmm. yeah and, yeah, and so. Joyce and Murray are enlisting the, the the their captive to go to the fucking prison basically yeah um, and this is where Steve takes one for the team he fucking dives and goes through into the upside down and this presents one of the um, best, I think, when we, if we move on to episode seven, because it's just so, there's so much goes on that is going on in episode seven. Mm-hmm. There's an awesome scene. Go on, read, read the synopsis for seven. So, uh, chapter seven, the massacre at Hawkins Lab. So, as Hopper braces to battle a monster, Dustin dissects Vecna's motives and decodes a message from the beyond. L finds strength in a distant memory. Yeah, Elle is starting to really unravel what's happening. She thinks that she's the one that's caused the, caused the massacre. We think that too, but we are starting to see it unravel and, work, and find out what is actually going on. Um, in then she she feels like she's getting stronger, not weaker, which is great to see. The fucking kids that my I think my favorite is is the um, you know Dustin just ace just figuring shit out, man, just like. They're in the house and they're, 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 they're saying that they wouldn't be stupid enough to dive under, but they, they were. And then yeah, they're communicating them with them. And then the, the bike scene, that, that, that scene, Matt, that scene with the bikes, man, it's just so cool where they're all yeah, yeah. hiding. I love that. I love the way they contact them as well with the Morse code with the light, that light box. Thing. Yeah. Cause you've got, they're all going to rescue Steve because Steve's about to get eaten alive by. And then, uh, so you got Nancy, uh, Eddie, Eddie, and, uh, Robin. Robin. They all go in to, to save Steve. And then obviously they're getting chased or they're trying, they're ducking for cover against these birds and they're trying to find a way out of the upside down, essentially. Um, that doesn't involve them getting eaten by birds. And then they realize that they're in, like, obviously, because they're in the reverse, they end up at, is it? That's Nancy's house, isn't it? Because she's going to get... She's got a gun. Because she's got a gun, but it doesn't... It, they realise that they're back in time. I don't know. She's like... The Upside Down's... Somehow shifted years, time. Yeah. So it's, it's, paused. it's paused at the moment that um, Elle opens up the gate. The first right. Gate. Yeah. yeah. That's when we I'm find out at the end why, you know, all that happens, it's, it's Beckner is number one. You know, she's being manipulated as a very young girl and they have this big fight and she gets the memory and she fucking pushes him. You know, there's so many questions in this. What what the fuck? I mean, is he... So I'm not, this is what I want to ask. So is... The, has the, un, the Upside Down exists and has existed forever. She didn't create the Upside Down, did she? It's just there, right? Because he's not... Like they said, he's the five-star general for the mind flare, the mind flare we're still assuming is the big fucking bad that we're going to. Vecna's just something that L created effectively almost by pushing him through into the upside yeah. down. She she can open portals to the to parallel dimensions essentially. That's her that's why they keep her around in the other series. This the they're experimenting with the portal and finding out what 
what it is and keeping her on sort of ice essentially in case they need her to open more or close it or whatever. So she yeah, she's opened the portal and then shoved him through, which has then started like changing his body around and all sorts and has essentially created Vecna. I love the ref- references to D and D; they're great. But yeah, the whole the the bit the, one of the coolest bits was the when they got into the first death and they opened up the roof and they all could like climb up and pull down. I and yeah. I just thought that that was very clever. That looked awesome, didn't it? Yeah, it really yeah cool. so you, you're dealing with the whole like Vecna thing getting revealed, obviously towards the end, and it's almost like oh my god, like it's because obviously. Number one's been in it from the start, sort of helping out and sort of in the background and not really, he's, he's a character, but you're not really paying him much attention, which I thought they did brilliantly because I never saw it coming. Like I literally didn't see it. I knew he was sort of a bit weird, but I didn't realise what was going to happen and it caught me cold, which I thought was great. But oh my God, the bit, they're climbing through the upside down and it's all great camera work and they're spinning around and falling. And then Nancy goes. But she doesn't. But she doesn't fall. And that's, and I knew, I knew I, it was too obvious because they're all climbing up and they're focusing on one by one. I'm like, something's going to happen. One of them's going to get pulled down. Something's going to happen. And yeah, Nancy was the one. And this is where, for me, I was like, fucking finally. Like, Barb is dead. I knew she was dead. Fuck <laughs> Barb. <laughs> Poor Barb. Yes. Yeah. She's obviously Vecna's next. next victim, as it were. I don't think she gets it though. I think well, she's she's the one that's always in peril. You remember that fucking scene in the last episode when she's like literally about to get eaten by the blob the blob of blood, and then like obviously L comes to the rescue. She's gonna get rescued somehow, definitely. I'd be surprised if they started killing major characters in season four when they've got another season to go. Mm. I, 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 I would be and, and someone that's see... not one if two have at least got main characters or not main characters I've got there's got to be some deaths there has to be some at, kind of at risk come up it doesn't know because, because what it's based on obviously no, all those strange things to me can't just always live they just can't why not I'm it's based Paul. on all the Amblin stuff of the 80s isn't it and they always live in the I'm not I'm not saying the main characters I'm not all saying right. Characters. Okay, but then who do you consider? Who do you consider fringe then? Robin and Eddie, because Robin's firmly in it now, isn't she? So we, we we're thinking Eddie's going to go. By you've the end, you've got to think. It. You've got to think. Right, number one, if Eddie goes, it'll be the biggest mistake they make because he has got probably at the moment more fans than any one of those people in the series. The I amount of fans absolutely love him. A cosplaying already of him. There's memes of a million memes. They've made songs up from his voice. It's insane. <laughs> I've never seen so much buzz around the character. And like the funniest thing is, if this character was 20 years ago, everybody would have hated him. But now, because it's so cool, like D and D. Oh, he loves D and D. He loves metal music. He wears a cut off. And now all this stuff's really in fashion everybody loves him it's funny as fuck it's, I, I love it it's great but it's great how a TV show can culturally impact yeah, people. I don't think it will be him because it, it, you know he, he's been chased down so many times however I think somebody is going to have to make some sort of sacrifice I think Will's I think I think Will's at risk I think 
Steve's at risk, and I think Eddie's at risk. They're the, they're my three that I think mm. are at risk. The favourite for me to go eventually is eleven. I think because I just oh. don't see. Yeah. No, and not yet. The, not yet. The ultimate sacrifice because she's the one that opens portals. How do you stop portals opening? Get rid of eleven. Yeah, but the, but I, I think there'll be more of the adults go. I think Joyce and Hopper and all them. I think they're the ones. I think they'll. I I, I don't think they'll kill the kids. But hey, look. Who knows? Dustin. <laughs> Dustin. Dustin. <laughs> no, because um, then you've got to think about you've got to think about the rapport between the new the new characters is like they're loving it, like they're loving the relationship that Robin's now got with Nancy. They're loving the relationship that Steve's got with Eddie. They, you know, yeah. There's, there's all these, but the, the, what they've done with this season is so fucking clever because they've got these characters again. The kids are great, and I love them. But they've got all these such fucking strong characters around them that just fucking stand this series on their shoulders. Like they're they're just magnificent. They're just so well fleshed out, written characters, well acted. The fucking casting is unbelievable. That's why it's so good. It completely they, raised the bar in the state. Yeah. Like it's tense now. It's really tense because you know, sort of, it, it's it's on its sort of last legs essentially as a series, and you're thinking, right something's going to happen. And even mm. though if you in the back of your mind think the probably won't kill people, like, look at the Max bit, you know, in episode four of going, shit, shit. And now it's like, Nancy, what about Bob? are you going to survive? Yeah. 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 But that's the thing. They've raised the stakes, though, that you actually think, shit, something, something terrible is going to happen every episode. Yeah, and it keeps you on they're edge. all invested in every yeah. single character. So yeah. well whoever, whoever dies is a loss. I think... I, I, Although I do still think that I don't, I wouldn't be ups- as upset if Will went. <laughs> <laughs> I think they give Will the less dialogue though. I don't know if they do that on purpose. They, they, He's definitely they got something coming. There's in something next going around. Yeah, because something season two, on. he was really prominent, like really prominent. Maybe season three, it dropped off a little bit. Um, but like. And I know he's got a cool like story, but he, they need to give him something really meaty. There's something like, not right. Him, him and Mike haven't had as much meat. As the rest of them, I feel at the moment. The California. Yeah, did you not? not did you not see that one episode where they? It's almost like they've gone. Mm, we need a little. We need these guys to have this conversation because they had a really strange conversation where they were talked about Al and the relationship and and obviously Will noticing a lot more than uh, um, what's his name Mike's realizing. And and it's just like it's a it's just I don't know. There's something about Will. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. He's still. Well, not. he's got that painting. He's painted something, right? They've alluded to him a couple of times. It's something. It's got something to do with has the plot. Has he still got it with him? Yeah, he brought it with him. Uh, what was the painting of? He's don't, don't, yeah. never seen it. Don't know. And he won't show anyone. Uh, so, I don't know. Uh, there's definitely, he's definitely going to have a part, a big part. And I think they've deliberately led people down away from him, so you're not thinking about him as much. Possibly, uh, yeah. Old boom. Um, but look. I, it's brilliant. It's been brilliant, and like I've loved it. Obviously, ever since the start, it's been fantastic. It has. Four, but this series is just incredible. It's just brilliant. Four more hours. Four yeah. more hours of Stranger Things for this season. Oh. For this season, yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> bloody wet. <laughs> anyway, but enough of this rubbish. Let's get on to some real good stuff. Yay! All right, let's. Do it. It's time. It's time to get onto our movie from the vault. Ghost of Colin Childress. Thirty years ago, he butchered a woman with an axe and then set himself on fire. It's dark, it's gloomy, 
It's filled with terror. Don't even think about going down there. So why can't people stay out of the cellar? I love to be frightened. If you love to be frightened, then this cellar is the place to be. Terrorized, her life becomes a nightmare when she won't stay out of the basement and is snared by the evil cellar dweller. Okay, this uh, episode's movie from the vault was picked by me, and it was uh, 1987's Cellar Dweller. So, 30 years have passed since the grisly murder slash suicide of Colin Childress, creator of the comic book Cellar Dweller. But as often happens to those ignorant of it, comic book artist Whitney Taylor is doomed to repeat history in a most grotesque way. Little does she know that her twisted renderings will soon reincarnate the body, sorry, the bloody hysteria of Cellar Dweller. All I can say is, you're welcome. I know, I, I thank you. I, I have to say thank you for this one. Um, Jeffrey Coombs. Um, is back as uh, yes, Colin Childress. Yes. Um, I mean, this was done by this is a special effects artist's first movie, isn't it? Um, he as, direct, a, he direct, as a director, yeah. and he's done like Troll Dolls, Reanimate. It, it's fucking like CVs, nuts. I mean, the best thing, one of the best things about this movie, and um, him being a special effects artist, the cellar dweller itself was fucking cool, and like. Um, Great John Carl Beechler. Yeah. But like, um, his DNA was all over the movie. And in literally, he put like doll posters up, fucking troll posters up, reanimator posters up. There were little trinkets like everywhere. And that was fucking awesome to see. I think they had like a puppet from Puppet Master as well. So I saw loads. That was the really fun thing about this movie. And it was, um, it was almost like an extended episode of Creep Show, I almost thought. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, I, I did like the cellar dweller and I did like the concept of, um, drawing a, uh, drawing a cartoon brings a demon to life. I can't think of another movie that's done something similar. Don't know why. Fucking great idea. I want a cellar dweller, po- a cellar dweller comic. I know that much. So let's find out what Paul Stevens thinks. <laughs> <laughs> so, just on that, I just want to add Don, Don Mancini wrote this and you know what he wrote. One of your favourite movies, Paul. But yeah, Charles Play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go on, go on, Geordie Paul. Uh, well, Sock it well, well. Have I won you over? Yes, you I have. You started winning me over yeah. with things like demons, and then it's, this one's brought me right back down to earth. <laughs> oh, I did, I did like you... this film, guys. <laughs> oh, but it's B movies at its best. It's uh, schlock. Yeah. Yeah, B movies. It's not B movies at its best, though, is it? Is it? Is it is it in your top ten B movies of all time? 
No, but it's good, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know. I just thought. It, I, do you know what? Right. I get it. I was like, I wasn't expecting Oscars. I just, I don't know. I just thought it was just a bit. Blair. Like you said, like actually, I completely agree with you. Like an episode of Creepshow, but not a particularly good episode of Creep Creepshow. <laughs> like the, the the design of the cellar dweller was brilliant. Yeah, absolutely amazing. But you think they could have moved him around a bit, or it, it I was think shots that... of him going, <clears throat> and then a random hand swiping about. I don't know what the budget was of this movie, but it wouldn't have been much, and I can guarantee you a lot of that money went into that creature. Yeah, and then the the decapitation scene. Yeah. Because, like I said, it wasn't really... Where did it get 18 written from? Because was it just a boob shot? I, I mean, it, there is a lot of crunching on limbs and tearing flesh, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose. But yeah, see... Yeah, and I just thought that the acting was terrible. The guy... What's the guy... What was The, the acting's the, terrible on purpose, let's be all honest. All right, okay, okay. That's the, that's the charm. Who was the guy? What was the guy called? Phil. Yeah. Oh my it's word. Creepy Phil, because he was the, the bit where he was expected to be in the shower. Um, and she's like, Phil, are you here again? I'm like, what the fuck? Is yeah, this? yeah, you're watching me again. <laughs> it felt very classic in its approach, though. Like, almost like, do you remember that, um, Frightfest movie? It wasn't, it was like a reimagining of an old 50s classic, um, done in, uh, colour. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Man with two, no, it wasn't a man with two brains or something no, like that. Yeah, I know which one you like that. But like, it just felt very classic in its approach and sim- and simplistic in its um in what it was. It was a big fucking ca- scary character that was in um uh, an actual you know an actual puppet. Fucking great. Um, and it just felt simple and it scares and it still twisted itself right at the end and it didn't like it didn't end nicely. Which is great. No, I, like fair, fair enough, Paul. I appreciate that, and I did actually quite appreciate the whole little twist with the the woman of the artists' retreat. Is that what it is? I mean, yeah, but it, you're right. Some of the sub stories, mate. It's, was a, it's a funded kind of almost getaway funded, isn't it? Like university style type place. Yeah, Get and up. it was really, it was really fun. Like the main character, Whitney, is obviously. Like had she goes to this thing to to she's obviously inspired by this guy who wrote the comic and then goes back to sort of tra- trace his footsteps and I don't know be, write do some comics and then obviously they find the basement where he died and he's got this cellar dweller mural on the wall and everything. So oh, the just, artwork is fucking sick in this though. I love it. Yeah, but then I just thought she was a like again. I don't know if it was just a hangover from Dashcam. I just thought she was a bit of a cow, like. The, obviously, her arch nemesis is there who stole ideas off her and made her life hell. But there's no, like, high road there because obviously they're still artists now and they've got a career and stuff. But it's still like, no, you, you, you're still a bitch. I, I, I hate you and I want you out of my sight and there's there's nothing nice about you. Do you know what I mean? Well, you'd expect some, like a heroine to be a bit like, it's all in the past. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I suppose that's, that's the whole niche of it and stuff like that like you had like those sort of classic characters that are just like um fighting for no re- reason a, a weird detective doing little weird detective things and yeah, being the, the actor who decides to be a real detective for no reason whatsoever he's method 
<laughs> but there was no reason. So why, did he suddenly, why did he suddenly just decide, I'm going to investigate you? And there was no reason for it. He's just like, oh, ooh. I have a, it was like, you I have a spider you, tickler. You, you, you overheard them arguing. So he, he knew that there was something afoot. I know, but didn't he, he went straight to demonic possession or... <laughs> no, the funny, you know, the, the funniest thing is, is like the, the worst, like, sneaking, per- like the, the worst sneaky person ever. Cause he like, he goes to her, her room, smoking the fattest cigar. And I'm like, she's gonna know you've been in there. There's only one person that smokes cigars. You're, you're puffing it all around her room, nicking her stuff. Crazy. I did like the old, uh, kind of, um, her arch nemesis was holding that massive VHS recorder, like, filming her and stuff i thought that was cool she was just trying to rip her off saying that she was kind of um nicking other people's artwork and stuff she went to great lengths to do that yeah not very not very not very subtle though was it (laughs) no not not at all not at all um but it had a bit of charm to it i think and there was definitely some charm to be taken away um some good gore and and some good special effects the monster was great um the the way that it sort of tied it up at the end and uh, and it was sort of like ah oh, this is a really like gentle ending and then it's like oh no it's not everyone's fucking dead. <laughs> it was too, yeah. like, there is there is some naive charm about it though because you know it starts the film since thirty years ago right and then after the thirty years happens it then goes thirty years later <laughs> you're like well I got that from the fact. <laughs> do you know what I mean you didn't have to put up it's 30 years later now we, we got that <laughs> I think uh, I think like you're right um, Butch what you said it's like it was, it was his first directorial go at it and remember he's a effects guy more than anything I just it seems to me like I, I really enjoyed this movie because just because of the schlocky factor and I'm a massive creature fan and, and it's like and it kind of it kind of pulled at my heartstrings a bit but it, it kind of needed a bit more budget thrown at it for some gory stuff to be put in um, and a little bit more kind of like a few more scenes around plot and stuff and would have been good. Like the kills could have been a little bit more invented, but I, but I really firmly believe that budget constraints probably was the main reason for that. And I think, it, yeah, it, it, I'd love to see a remake nowadays of it. That'd be fucking amazing. Amazing, the, the things they could do with that. The concept like the, is great. Like, like Paul said, sorry, the 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 uh, the idea of drawing essentially a creature to life and it killing yeah. people and taking out people like you don't like or like you know you you think need because that's, that's what, what she I mean. was doing essentially. She was like, oh, I'm gonna yeah. have fun with this, like you know, essentially drawing a picture of. You could totally do that. A film, like yeah, you could take that concept and make somebody that's really, really angry that's a great artist and they just go around like drawing these situations and they get drawn up, they get they get all drawn into it, like, forgive the pun but yeah, like... The, the twist yeah. is it was the artist all along, there was no real creature ever. Yeah, 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 yeah maybe Nice idea, I like that But yeah, I, lo- I love the like ending as well like the little twist and that it's just like you dumbass you threw all the pictures in there now if she'd left the other pictures out <laughs> would they have lived or did no, she, no, he, she didn't throw the pictures in he 
he did it. He did his little. He did his little thing where he created because he still could create pictures as well, couldn't he? Oh, because he, okay. he came out back out of the bloody comic book. I thought, oh Jesus, leave him in there, will you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I liked his little laugh as well. He yeah, laughed at <laughs> and and it was it was good. But the 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 decapitation scene was cool. Quite yeah. that. That's quite funny. Just lobbed his head off. Mm. All yeah. in all, not a bad little, not a bad little touch. Um, but I am interested to hear some uh, some Matt's facts, definitely. Now this is a weird one, mate. Literally, it was. This has probably been the hardest movie I found to find facts on, which is really upsetting because I thought, oh, there's going to be some really cool facts about this. Um, and I and I've done some. I did some digging online. I went on IMDb. I went on YouTube. Like literally, I couldn't hardly find anything. So I'm really sorry about. It. They're not the greatest facts ever. Um, obviously, uh, the comic art by Jeffrey Coombs, the comic art by Jeffrey Coombs character was made by Frank Brunner. Um, in a scene where character Whitney Taylor is in a room, you can see obviously a reanimated movie poster uh, behind her, which is obviously stars Jeffrey Coombs, which is in the start of the film, uh, plays Colin Childress. Um, and it, like you said, Paul, the amount of posters, I, I thought of you, I was like, Paul's going to fucking love that Dolls poster <laughs> in the background. It's fucking brilliant. And um, what was it? Was it? Troll. Uh, troll. Yeah. yeah. And um, was it a, a ghost or something? It was ghost I story. Know, yeah, ghost, ghost Town. Ghost Town. That's it. I've not seen that one. I've got to seek that one out. Um, this was um, a film debut of uh, Deborah Farantino. A film debut of Miranda Wilson, and you might know uh, Deborah Ferentino and Miranda Wilson because uh, they were both uh, they were both cast members on a TV series uh, from 1982 called Capital. I never watched that show, but then there's also another star in this movie, which is uh, Yvonne De Carlo, played by uh, was played um, Lily Monster in The Monsters. Oh, yeah, we, the old was, lady in this was uh, Lily Munster. No fucking way. Which I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And the death count. Now, this there's a controversy around this. Now, I counted eight. But are you going to count the deaths again at the end? Oh, yeah, they were killed twice. Yeah, so it could be eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Th- th- maybe 13 and 14, including her? Yeah. I mean, yeah, quite a big death count if you really think about it. But a lot of on- off-screen deaths... It was just a shame, but again, I think that was budget constraints. But um, but yeah, that's no, my, that's Max. No happy ending. I like that. No happy ending. Could easily have been a sequel. <laughs> Might find it for Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. Oh, awesome. Fucking right, man. Okay then, uh, dude. Let's. Um, I'll, I'll go for a first rating on this. I think I'm going for a, a a nice modest seven out of ten for me. Jordy Paul. Well, guys, look, I, this is this is not up my street, to be honest. No, so, I thought about when you over with that. No, no, no. It, 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 although, yeah, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be a bit harsh. Actually, I'm gonna give it a four out of ten. Oh. Wow, you're four. wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah, four. You're wrong. Um, four. I, it's really weird because, like, like I said before, I think when I picked it, this was the box art alone for this movie is fucking absolutely insane. Um, the creature is fucking brilliant, um, masterclass in puppetry and anim- animatronics at such an early stage. 
loved it and it's schlocky and it kind of had a little place in my heart and it, it, i used to pick it up in the video store and for some reason i never ever used to rent it and i don't know why but i think if i had it would have been one of those ones i probably would have watched again and again and not for the breast scenes um but i probably ended up renting fucking nightmare on elm street part three again or jaws again or you know probably picked up cocoon or something i don't know but um i wish i had picked it up but I did go and buy it on VHS and I'm glad I own it and I really enjoyed the movie. I probably would say a, a, a seven probably going on eight nearly for me because I just loved it. I, I love that schlocky shit, mate. Cool. I knew I was in, I knew I was in trouble when uh, Paul rated Cellar uh, Dweller the same what you rated men on a letterbox and I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm in trouble this week. <laughs> you want to stop doing that, letting the cat out of the bag. Do you, but, um, stop, do, you, do you want me to stop doing that until like, after the episode then? No, no I knew, uh, to be honest, Paul, I knew you'd love this anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, this is directed by the guy that, that made the ghoulies. He made the little ghoulies creatures, man. He's like, he was a legend. Yeah. And you saw his thumb out of one of their mouths. Come on, you've got to love him. I but, don't disagree with the special him. effects. He just can't, he should stick to special effects maybe. Well, it's not, not a direct. four then, is it? <laughs> Retract your four and make it a five at least. Okay, I'll give it a five. Thank you. Know. Easy. Makes no Easy. difference. Draw one last breath, seven out of ten. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> I get bored on all these all the time. Uh, good maths. Um, right, that brings us uh, to Mr. Geordie Paul. It's your oh, pick. Oh, Let's fucking have it. Come on then, beat Cellar Dweller. <laughs> well, I think I will comfortably beat Cellar Dweller with this one. Uh, so, I'm going 80s, guys. Which I bet you didn't expect. Yeah, yeah, 80s, 80s. Yeah. And uh, I'm going John Carpenter. Oh. And I'm going The Prince of Darkness. Good. Oh, right, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen yeah. it. So, no idea what to expect. So I've seen lots of stuff on, on it. It's a long time coming, this one. Yeah. It's, it's this got Alex in it. <laughs> yeah, legend. There you go. I thought you were going to say The Fog. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, no, the Prince of Darkness. Okay, cool. Well, up for that, it's on the list. Um, please tell me that I don't own it. So, where can I watch this? <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Where, do you own it? I, I do. Oh, <laughs> I have to make a. I have to make a purchase, Matt. All right, so you have to pick the cop. Pick me up a copy for uh, when I see you next. Okay. Oh, I, think I might have it. I think I've got it on DVD. You can just borrow it. It's all good. Paul, I'm pretty convinced that you will want to own this film. Okay. Cool. Have you seen, you've seen it before? Once before. And so, Matt, you've seen it before? Yeah, a long, time, long, long, long time ago, though. Cool. Just me, then. Me, Virgin me going in. Awesome. First time you've heard that in a long time. Right, on that note, uh, that's uh, episode 106. Thank you all for listening uh, to us rattle on. And moving on to episode 107, we will be doing The Black Phone as our main review, uh, talking all, f- well, we're going to have the f- a big discussion on the last two episodes of uh, Stranger Things, um, episode seven, eight and nine. Am I right with that? Eight and nine? We've basically got four hours worth of fucking Stranger Things to talk about. So, you know... <laughs> Pack four hour podcast. <laughs> popcorn, get your popcorn. Starting <laughs> off with chapter eight. Pop, pop. Go for a really long walk, whatever you do pop, with this, this podcast. Um 
And then Paul has picked another John Carpenter movie, Prince of Darkness, starring Alice Cooper. And there's only one more thing to say. When there's no more room in hell, here's another podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. You can follow us on Twitter at DrawOneLast, Instagram at DrawOneLastBreath, or pop us an email at DrawOneLastBreath.com pod at hotmail.com